Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone i'd like to welcome you to darlington kyle's man in the board is pa uh welcome welcome to darlington kyle yeah rowdy uh the Darlington Throwback Weekend in May. Uh, got the truck race in last night, uh, Saturday up. Uh, it seemed like the weather's a little different there, Rowdy. Uh, it was in the 90s there yesterday, and now it's in the 70s. So, um, yeah, you got a lot on your plate, and, um, you know, I've been updating the page, and uh, it's been a pretty eventful weekend so far. So, Kyle, uh, Friday night we had the truck series roll in here, but, when I pulled in here about 9.30 yesterday, well, yeah, 9.30, 10 o'clock, get my credential, when you stepped outside, it felt like you was in the swamps of Louisiana. The humidity was high. The high yesterday was 90. Parked on asphalt, so you can imagine what it was like all, most of the day, Kyle. And then about 5.30, 6 o'clock, here comes this quick thunderstorm. And, Kyle, I've never seen the Titans and dry, uh, jet dryers. They had 12 Titans here, all staggered, and re-staggered again, so they would be blowing it off, followed by two vacuum trucks, followed by six more jet dryers. So uh, they were serious about getting this track, and it was up and ready probably in less than an hour once it quit raining. And I, I don't believe we were mo- no more than less than 30 minutes off schedule if we was that much. But what a race, Kyle. I'm Actually, let me just kind of describe where I'm at. I'm on the front stretch on the photograph stand as you go into turn one. Kyle, last night they thundered through here like you ain't never seen. There's nothing like a night race at Bristol, uh, you know. Today's race is at 1.30, completely different kind of race. you got the Xfinity, but the grip's going to be different, Kyle. Uh, it's going to be, I think, in the high 60s, maybe low 70s. So perfect weather for uh, cars. Rowdy, I'm, I'm glad the weather's good there. Um, it's terrible here in Pennsylvania. Um, rain yesterday. Um, it's raining here as we speak, and uh, I thought you were at the wrong track for a minute. You said Bristol, but uh, we're at Darlington, so uh, it's all good. I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, I, 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 I didn't even go to Bristol, Kyle. I don't know. Well, we got carried away on several other other guys. We got carried away about Bristol dirt last night, I guess. That, that was the last thing I left yeah, you were, here. You were like Michael Waltrip there for a second. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. I said, yeah. Kyle, what about uh, Todd Bodine, man? I tell you, Todd was the buzz here yesterday in the truck series. Uh, Ron Hardaday, Hardaday was here. He's got a truck in the in the series. Uh, it went out kind of late. He was up here on the photographer stand and kind of uttered a few words, and down, down he went to go check on his truck. 
Roddy, uh, Todd Bodine actually ended up ninth not, uh, after uh, Matt Crafton got disqualified last night. So uh, his first top ten in, in almost ten years. His last top ten, the series came at Texas Motor Speedway in November 2012 when he finished eighth for red, the, the now the defunct Red Horse Racing. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a good story to cover. Um, I know his next race is Texas, where he's won at before, and uh, we'll be we'll be at his last race at Pocono um, in July. So, um, yes, the Onion still has has it in him. He's always running good at Darlington. I mean, I'm not surprised that that truck was good. Um, I know he ran, like, in the top 15 most of the night, but then the last couple of restarts he got up there. So um, he even beat Stuart Friesen last night, Rowdy. That was a shock. Um, Stuart uh, came home yes, 11th last night. And, uh, you know, uh, Friesen finished third in last year's truck race at Darlington. I think it was in the fall. Um, so uh, John Hunter Nemechek came home with the win. Uh, no surprise there. Um, he ran good last year there. Um, I know in the spring race he had that act, he got in that pile up and then he finished second to Sheldon Creed in the fall. So uh, good to see him get to victory lane for his first win of 2022. And you know I, I know he was saying in his post-race interview to Fox last night he doesn't have to uh, worry about uh, what co- team owner Kyle Busch has to say when he has when he when he's going to win. He finally got it. So um, you now they can start their their title run now. And um, I know Chandler won earlier this year at Las Vegas. And uh, Corey Heim won in Atlanta. So uh, all three trucks have now won in the series this year. So, um, you know, good day for John Hunter Nemechek winning from the pole. And uh, just a good run for him last night. You know, Carson Hostovar second again. Um, that's his third runner-up in the series. Um, twice has come to John Hunter. Uh, was second in the Bristol Dirt Race after leading a chunk of that. So, um like that Pastrana-looking truck, Travis Pastrana-looking truck last night, Rowdy, the 42. Um, reminded me of that Boost Mobile car that, that Travis drove in the nation, well, now in the Xfinity Series. Um, so, um, a lot of neat throwbacks. I saw all your pictures last night. Uh, Rowdy, what, what's been your favorite throwback so far? I, I was sick to tell you, my favorite throwback was the Sterling Martin with uh, Matt Benedetto. It really looked neat. So, yeah, that was my throwback special, was uh, Matt Benedetto's car, the Sterling Marlin throwback. It's a good pick, Rowdy, you know, especially with that team being out of Tennessee, um, you know, with with, with the the connections and everything with Rackley War. um, Definitely a good throwback. You know, Sterling won the 2002 spring race there after starting in the back. And... uh, you know, that was a very crucial time for that 40 team. Um, Sterling Marlin was in the hunt for the, uh, the NAS- at the time, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, um, the uh, the title, and then he had the bad wreck at Kansas that ended the year. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see that, that, that silver bullet back out there, um, you know, looking like truck. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what my favorite was last night. I like all of them. Um, like I said, I, I mentioned the Travis Pastrana truck. And, uh, you know, and also um, Ross Chastain ran last night um, in the uh, the truck race. I think he I think he had something with the transmission on the last restart. They did. all the 26th they at did. the end. Um, he yep. led a chunk of that race last night. We can't, you know, can't forget about that. I know he doesn't run the truck series that often, but um, when he does, it's with Nice Motorsports. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting truck race, Rowdy. Um, 
you know, had we went into overtime last night, and uh, John Hunter held off Carson Hosevar. So, uh, yeah. Um, again, you know, Carson Hosevar so close to victory lane. I think he, I think once he wins, he's going to win a few. Um, when he does get in the victory lane, uh, you know, that truck is fast, as we can tell. And, uh, yeah, big big night. Like we said, Todd Bodine, ninth in the truck race last night. Um, I'm almost I'm almost drawing a blank here, Rowdy. I'm trying to think who finished third. Grant Enfinger finished third last night. Uh, he had a good run. Um, I know they I haven't think, had the greatest uh, season. Kyle, let, let me break in there just a minute. Grant never, out of all those cautions, he never got in position to be on the outside where he needed to be. Uh, I, I found it, man, it's pretty cool when you see Grant and uh, Christian Eckes fighting for the first place around here. I mean, uh, guys, we just, let me tell you, those restarts were maddening over here in turn one. You could see the wiggle in those trucks. As they, the guys in the middle, Kyle, I know they had to have been squeezed up tight because those, those trucks were wiggling like crazy when they were in the middle of that pack on the restarts. I'm surprised we didn't have more wrecks than we did on these restarts. Well, I think we what, had 10 restarts, Kyle. I think it's 10 cautions. Yeah, there were uh, 10 cautions for 54 laps last night. Uh, Parker Kligerman won the first stage. Carson Hosevar on the second stage. Yeah, Parker had a good run, you know, um, took those four tires and uh, early on and got around to John Hunter Nemechek there at the end of the first stage and won the first stage. He had a good run last night. Um, him and uh, did get a top five out of it, but a good good run for that 75 truck. Uh, Ryan Priest was also in it last night. almost forgot about him. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Good run for some of these these drivers, and uh, you know, uh, I know we got Saturday. Rowdy, I want to I want to just uh, I know you mentioned the rain yesterday. Uh, you know, unfortunately that washed out uh, Xfinity qualifying. Um, you know, and uh, I know the, I know I know the big story at least out of that was um, was Chase Elliott not making the race um, with the Junior Motorsports entry. Um, I'm not sure how the the rules work now. I know there used to be a champions provisional. Um, for you know, when, in the case of a rainout, but I guess the rules have changed. So um, you know, that was a that, I thought that was a really big story yesterday. Um, was that 88 car not going to be in the race today? So uh, really interesting. Um, you know, and they just announced that about a, what two weeks ago. So uh, that was Chase Elliott's. I I, I would think they're going to try another race down the road um, with that 88. Um, I know that William Byron's scheduled to be in the car for two races, Kyle Larson in another two races. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, I mean, Mother Nature is very kind sometimes. And, unfortunately, uh, you know, big names miss uh, at least a, a, a smaller race. But, uh, you know, and it's never good to see rain. You know, I, I know the thunderstorm probably wasn't wasn't a, a good thing. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, um you know, we got the Xfinity Series race today at, at 1.30 Eastern. And uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, Josh Berry going to be on the front row. Josh Berry coming off the win at Dover. And, uh, you know, uh, you know he ran good at Arlington last year, second to Justin Allgaier in the May race. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that, that uh, Bobby Labonte throw back up front once the green flag drops. Yeah. 
Well, Kyle, they're moving all. I mean, I'm looking straight down in the pit road from the observation deck here. They're uh, moving all the war wagons in and setting them up for this afternoon's race. Uh, Kyle, have we got a practice, cup practice before Xfinity? I, I didn't even look this morning. It was an Rowdy, early Rowdy, uh, 1030 Eastern is going to be <laughs> cup practice and then qualifying. Um, you know, hopefully, like I said, the weather's good today. Um, interested to see how the new car is gonna gonna react. You know, I thought the truck race was really good last night. You know, it had its comers and goers, and that's a typical Darlington race. Um, you see comers and goers all the time in those races. You know, tire wear. Um, who manages your tires the best? Kyle's got to redial in here. Kind of lost him just a minute. Uh, anyway, I'm here at the observation deck. It's a cloudless day here at Darlington, I'm telling you. How I come up with uh, calling it Bristol, I don't know. But anyway, we're at Darlington. Uh, Kyle, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I, I accidentally hung up. Um, but well, I'm back. It can um, happen, Kyle. I did it myself last week. You just got to quickly dial back in. That's so what I did, Kyle, Rowdy. Um, yeah. Why don't we play one of our uh, soundtracks that we got? I think you loaded them up there. Okay, Rowdy, who would you like? I, I tell you what, let's do uh, Ty Gibbs since Ty's going to be in today's race. Okay. Ship, uh, he, you know, won all the Super Bowls and all that. So, uh, being able to lead people and and being able to pick their brains and and uh, man, if he wants something, he'll call you until you agree with it. So he's on it. That's one thing I learned. All right. Additional questions for Ty. Once. All right, let's go front to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Ty, how, what, what kind of a challenge do you find this track? Um, I think it's pretty challenging. I think what's I when I first came here it was this is my second time. So last year is my first time. Listening to everybody talk, it was like I was like, man, I'm going to the hardest racetrack everybody's anybody's ever been to, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I feel like I think a lot of it's going to Arca short tracks, and they're pretty rough too. So you kind of get a, a feeling for that, and um, I think a lot of it's tire wear. I feel like you don't really we don't get places like this besides Richmond that have a lot of fall off, like a lot, a lot of fall off, and it almost feels like a late model race back in in the heyday. So um, you know, just kind of tire fall off and you're right against the wall and and making sure you're backing up your entries every lap every lap because the tire falls so bad so um just making sure you're 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 on it all right go ahead 
Michael Massey with Front Stretch. Uh, Ty, it was announced earlier that Kyle Busch, you know, Trevor Bain would be on standby as Kyle and Samantha, uh, you know, are going to have the, the birth of their child. Uh, was there any thought of you being the standby driver? I mean, I, that'd be cool. Uh, it's not my decision, but I would definitely like it to be. Uh, uh, so, you know, I think the only thing I can do is just keep racing and show my uh, show my abilities and, and do as best as I can. Uh, but, yes, I would like it to be me. But Trevor's got a lot of experience. He's a great driver and great guy. DustinObinoJC.com, Ty, right here. Um, off Dustin's question, how did you feel about your car in practice today, given there's 20 minutes? Yeah, you know, 20 minutes, same thing we've had the whole year, so very short, not that much time to get a feeling for it, and you can't really make the big adjustments you would like to make. So you kind of are stuck with, with, with what you come with, and I think a lot of it's preparing before you get here on the simulator and hoping hoping the simulator's close. So, um, you know, thank you to Toyota for providing that for us to be able to get our car close as, as close as we think it is. Um, I feel like our car is fast. I think uh, long run, I don't think anybody was made as long as a run as we did, but I feel like, you know, looking at the timesheet, our car is really fast, and, and, and uh, we just need to make some adjustments. We're a little bit tight, so hopefully we can free it up, and, and I think we'll be good tomorrow. Thank you. All right, any final questions? Okay, we'll come back to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Ty, we're, we're about a month out from the Portland race. Um, obviously, a lot of other races between now and then. Um, are you starting to to do any work on Portland because that's a new track, or you'll get to it when you, we get closer to the event? Yeah, we uh, we've been we've worked on it. You know, I think about two months ago or a month ago. So we I think we're on it pretty good. So just making sure that um, I'm getting used to the course. It's it's weird going to one track, and there's it's not an eye racing. It's not on our factor. It's just. It's it's just the track. You don't have it on any simulation stuff. So getting a feel for it on the Toyota simulator is nice to be able to understand it and to you know just get a feel for it. So uh, we've done some work for that, and hopefully we can uh, be fast there. Um, uh, hopefully we can put on a good show, but most importantly, we can, hopefully the 54 can win. <laughs> So uh, I think we like if we're we're mainly focused on tracks that we've never been to. We're gonna spend as much time as we can, and uh, and and you know we can have certain time slots for that. So we can do you know the whole session on that one track. It definitely gets you wear it you wear it out pretty good, but you, you get a good feel for it. That's the most important part. Is there anything that's really kind of tricky or, or one kind of Yeah, I think it's just very narrow. I feel like just from simulation and simulation sometimes is not all the way 100%. Uh, but I feel like it's really narrow, so I don't know how that's going to be. Uh, you know, it's 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 definitely not like Mid Ohio, so I think it's just really narrow, and uh, it's an older track too. So I don't really know. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Any final questions? All right. We'll take one from Zach up front. Uh, over here, Ty. Uh, Zach Albert, NASCAR.com. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know the potential maybe had been there to substitute in the 18. Um, a lot of times when somebody kind of comes up before, you know, making a Cup Series debut, you know, there's usually a couple of races that, you know, they might do before going full bore on a, into a rookie season. Has there been any talk about doing that or any kind of plan, or and do you feel ready if that opportunity uh, did materialize? Yeah, you know, um, we I haven't heard anything. I mean, I would definitely would like to run in the 18, but they've chosen something different, and, um, you know, I don't really know. Uh, I feel like 
with all this new car and how completely different it is, I feel like it'd be good for me to get into it as soon as I can just to learn from it. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I'm not making decisions, and I'm in an Xfinity, and I just want to do the best I can and and win as much as I can. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I just that's something I really haven't put a lot of thought into. Which there's a lot of chaos going around and media and stuff. But I just do myself. All right. Any final questions? All right, Todd. Thanks for spending a few Thank minutes you. with us. Best of luck tomorrow. All right, Kyle. Todd Gibbs, uh, young man's on fire. I just hope he can control his temper and uh, can make it with other drivers. I know one thing. If you're going to go confront him, don't, don't pull your helmet off. Just go on and fight him up straight up with your helmet because he's going to sucker punch you if you don't. Riley, you know, starting first tonight, uh, today, um, you know, he has a good good view out, out the windshield. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how he does, um, you know, 147 laps. And, you know, uh, I'll have to see how he, how he manages it. And uh, you're right, he's on fire right now and, you know, has a few wins to his credit. And uh, we'll have to see how the rest of it goes. Well. Uh, you know, that's the first time I've heard him talk about the uh, new car. And and he's probably right. Uh, and, and you know he's going to get some seat time, Kyle, because of his granddad. But uh, that's going to help him in the long run because not a lot of people have seat time in this car, Kyle. The parody of all this has just been what I wanted to see where a small team can actually compete with the Giants. And we've seen that with Ross Chastain, you know. Uh, with track house racing, that it, that's two wins. That's pretty incredible. Right, Rowdy. Um, it's been a good year, and uh, I know uh, you said you said Ross, right? Yes, Ross. Yeah, Ross. Ross has had a you know you know unfortunately uh, he led a lot of laps in the truck race last night. Um, two wins in the Cup Series, not too shabby this year. But uh, yeah. Um, with Ross, uh, you know, unfortunately breaking the transmission at the end of the race last night on the last restart um, wasn't the way he wanted to end the race. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't see him. I see I, – I like his throwback to the, uh, to the you know, the, the Japan race in 98 with the Earnhardts, with the Coca-Cola schemes, him and Daniel Suarez both running throwbacks with Coca-Cola on the car. So um, he's been good. And uh, – yeah, um, I, I expect him to be good in the Cup race tomorrow, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, you know all those throwbacks on the track. You know, 400 miles and Rowdy. You know, this this race two years ago, Darlington was the first race after the the COVID pandemic um, coming back, and uh, this race has stayed on the schedule the last three seasons. So. Um, good to see Darlington get two races again, a 400-miler in the spring and, the, of course, the Southern 500 in the, on Labor Day weekend. So um, Ross Chastain looking really good lately. And I know we, we've talked about on the show um, last week, um, I, I think Ross Chastain is good enough to make the championship for the way they've been running lately. Um, you know, he's been up there every week. It uh, doesn't matter what track it's been. Um, they've been running really well, and track house racing has done a really good job. So, 
I think we're just waiting to see when Daniel Suarez is going to get in the victory lane. I think he's going to win a race at some point. And then, uh, you know, Ross Chastain, I think we, we may win another one. You know, he already has those two wins, as you mentioned, uh, Talladega and Coda. So uh, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to see how Track House does the rest of the season. Well, Kyle, uh, just let everybody know there's tickets available for today's race. Let me tell you, it's not going to be hot at all. The sun's going to be out. It's going to be one of the best days probably in South Carolina's history here because, I mean, it, the weather is absolutely perfect. So at, at race time, it's not going to be boiling hot. Tomorrow's going to be the high 64, Kyle. So, hey, if you if you live in this, tell tell your friends. Let's jump in the truck. Let's go to Darlington because uh, it's going to be on tomorrow with that new car, new the new car, Kyle. Every track we go to, it feels like an inaugural race with that new car because it, it it acts completely different than what you watched it race on last year. So, like, ah, I, I, the race is boring. Then it's not as boring as it was if you, if you claimed it was boring because they've they've stepped it up with this car, Kyle. That you know. Now the D team can come up and race with the A team a little bit. I think the new car has, has had a lot of parity. Um, that's what I said on Monday's show. Um, you know, we've had nine nine different winners in the first 11 races. Um, all 400 drivers have won already. Um, there's still some drivers we haven't even seen going into victory lane yet. So, I mean, look at look at the defending race winner, Martin Truex Jr. He hasn't won yet. Um, I know he dominated last year in May, um, won the race, so, you know, leading 248 of 293 laps uh, en route to victory lane. So uh, we could see him be a factor here come Sunday. Um, I know he had a little running with Ross Chastain at the end of the Dover race, but, uh, you know, just, you know, on the last lap, pretty much anything goes. And, uh, yeah, Rowdy. A um, lot of aggression in that truck race last night uh, that I noticed. Uh, you know, a lot of comers and goers, and uh, looked like uh, I think we'll see the same in the, in, the, in, the, in the Xfinity and Cup race this weekend. Um, you know, busy, busy a weekend for you. Um, you know, covering everything, and uh, you know, we'll get to see some Cup cars here on track here in about an hour or so. Uh, don't we have we have a chest chesting? Uh, pre-race um, from Darlington, don't we, Kyle? We do, Rowdy. He was in the media center yesterday. Why don't we play that, and uh, we'll come back and talk about that in just a minute, and then we'll close this thing out before the cars start jet dryers crank up here. Okay. All right, we're going to go ahead and continue our Friday media availabilities here at Darlington Raceway in advance of Sunday's Goodyear 400. And we've now been joined by Ross Chastain, driver of the number one Coca-Cola Chevrolet. And uh, we will start with questions for Ross. If you have one, go ahead and raise your hand, and we'll get to as many questions as we can. And we'll start with Mike up front. Mike Henry, Auto Week. In your esteemed opinion, how much of the success of this team, which happened pretty quick, relatively quick, can be tied to the fact that Justin was a driver? That's a good, que that's a good question, Mike. I don't know. 
I mean, he definitely just on a on a day to day and just in his thoughts, he understands the importance of crew chiefs and engineers and and race cars and making them go fast. But not many. I don't know many drivers that can truly put aside their confidence or their ego and go hire people smarter than them. Usually drivers are the alpha. They're the everybody kind of tailors to us, right? I mean, just for the one team, everything kind of revolves around what my feedback is in the car and my schedule and aside from getting on track. So it's important, but it's also important that Justin Marks is who he is. And I used to tell him in the Xfinity series that he was way too nice to race because he wasn't mean enough and he wouldn't do what he needed to do on track. So um, it's important, but it's important that it's Justin Marks. Not every not every driver should be an owner. Like they'll probably fail. So. All right, we'll continue with questions. Questions for us. Okay, we'll go to Deb and then up to Dustin. Deb Williams, RacingToday.com. I want to follow up a little bit on what Mike Camry asked you, Ross. With Justin Marks having been a driver, though, with the next-gen car this year, I heard where, you know, when you got the team there, they came in and said, you got to be on board with this car. If you're not, you can leave. Because of his knowledge as a driver, did that help with the next-gen car? Uh, I mean, it helped with him hiring the right people to run this next-gen car. It helped that he put... He kept Tony Lunders in his role at the shop. He kept Darian Grubb. He kept the right people, you know, at a high level of track house because um, we had a lot of the foundation, a lot of the building blocks were already there from CGR. So I I think that the, the key for him was he's been there as a driver. Now he's looking at it from he has a, he had, a, you know, 150 maybe people. I don't know what the number was at, at when we got done with, with Phoenix. We were all looking at him like, what do we do? And because he was a driver, I definitely think that, that that played into it. But his business savviness, his childhood growing up, moving out west early, pretty early on to California and watching his dad grow businesses and live in that environment. He wasn't always a racing kid. His dad was not a racer. Justin was the first one to go racing. So I think that that had as much to do with making the right decisions leading up to, to the end of the, uh, the end of last season in his head and then starting the Monday after Phoenix putting into action what he wanted to do and how he wanted Trackhouse to be structured and um, choosing the right people at a high level to then allow them and let them go out and make their decisions for I mean who's the engineering group going to be who's going to run the engineering group who's going to run the pick like, are we going to keep the pick crew department are we going to keep the Ross, are we going to keep the drivers, right? Like, how are we going to do this? Um, allowing those bosses throughout the company, because um, you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? It's just like a chain. You're you're only as strong as the weakest one. So um, having a, a strong group and a strong chain is is as important as, you know, having good luck on the track, because the harder we work and the smarter people we have around us, the luckier we tend to get. All right, we're going to go to Dustin, and then we'll go to Mike. Go ahead, Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, in what you talked about with, with, with Justin and saying when he was the driver he was too nice, and, and you've talked repeatedly about your style, but I'm curious, 
as you have more success, as more people are watching you as opposed to a battle for 15th or 20th in years past, maybe they're seeing this, this style that you've had for the first time and, and, and raising questions about it, whether it's competitors or media or fans. I'm curious, from your perspective, the reaction you're getting and you said, as you said, you've not changed, but just how people are viewing you now. Do you get a sense of how that's evolved and maybe a little bit more under being under the microscope with the more success that you have? Yeah. I learned a long time ago to take people's opinions for what they are. They're just opinions. And I used to really let it bother me, but I am trying to be better. I'm trying to, my whole, my focus and the way I've been able to mentally move the needle for myself is getting to neutral and that's a Trevor Moad way of thinking and I've just started his second book his final book that he wrote before he passed unfortunately and that's that's been the best way that I can go to sleep and wake up every day knowing I'm trying to be better now on track there's been some instances where it's I'm still making those mistakes that I made five years ago but I'm human, and I'm I'm gonna make those mistakes. So yeah, people are gonna say what they're gonna say. They're gonna write what they're gonna write, right? Like, I'm I'm fine to be whatever they want to write about. I know that I'm trying to be better, and the people around me are trying to help me be better. And um, that's all I can really do. Yep. Okay. And and just just to follow up, when you talk about making mistakes, I think obviously. A lot of people now are talking about the last lap of last weekend's or Monday's race. Is that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, was that a mistake or is that not something, I just want to make sure clear, and when you talk about mistakes, is that something you look back when you talk about on-track incident or that's just that was just a racing incident on the last lap at Dover? I'd say more the mistake was 30 laps before that, not just letting him go and hoping he got by Ricky and then I'd get by Ricky too. Um, I just... That that's more what I mean. I mean the last lap is the last lap. Like we're coming back around to the checkered. I'm gonna race him as hard as I possibly can and try not to. We're not gonna crash. Like I I trust him and I hope that he trusts me. So um, no, it was like you know 50 laps before that or the beginning of that last run when he first got to me. Probably should have just looking back at it, let him go then and try to get by Ricky, you know, and still finish third. Um, right. But I didn't. Bye, go Mike, ahead. Michael Massey with FrenchStretch.com. Uh, Ross, did you and Martin Truex Jr. ever decide on a place to go hunting or fishing? The minnow pond here, man. NASCAR tweeted already. They had a picture of us. <laughs> um, and what did you think when you saw the paint schemes for this weekend? Yeah, so cool. I mean, it's Coca-Cola. Like, an iconic brand, something that we've all... I think, all had at least a sip of in our life. Like, it's something everybody's tried. It's just, it's just so cool. It's a, it's as a kid, it's, I knew the Coke drivers, and, and I just, to have a, a throwback to something as iconic as the Earnhardt's first time race together, like, Dale Jr.'s helped me so much. He's been there for me when I needed advice. He's been there to tell me I messed up, like, I mean, we were just we were neighbors, so it was just common. It was easier then to to see him and to to ask him stuff and swerve at him on on the road. So um, 
yeah, it's um, to have the polar bears. It's just an iconic piece of history that I remember growing up and watching the sport, seeing. Um, and I think for a lot of people to bring back a lot of of good memories and like let's remember like they were they were arguing after that race like father and son like like they weren't just it wasn't all happy-go-lucky nascar racing and they were clear across the ocean so um for me it's it's knowing him that's extra special but like just the iconicness of coca-cola and driving a coca-cola car like getting to sit up here with a coke like that's there's a very select few number of drivers in the history of the sport that have gotten to represent that brand and for me i just it just blows me away that that i'm able to do that this weekend so yeah yeah i don't no i'll throw watermelons all right we're gonna go to pete technically daniel would have to throw the shoe at me the way they the way the story goes Pete Iacobelli, Associated Press. Um, Ross, you had your struggles here at this track before. I think you finished third last uh, last Labor Day here. Do you, does that give you some confidence that better runs are ahead at this place? And how do you think Next Gen will deal with a, an old-school track like Darlington? It is kept me up this week thinking about that because I mean this this Gen 7 car the cup car right now is just so volatile to drive and especially the first few laps of practice and I don't expect Darlington to be easy I mean I'm just fully commit fully prepared and fully expecting to truly be driving at a pace that I can make laps not not going to set the track record and um, cutting across the apron um, you know entering in turn three and getting getting loose or getting loose up the hill in one and down the hill in the, at the new patch in turn two, like, this place is intimidating for me, and I will roll out in practice. I mean, I rolled out in the truck just down the 41 World Ride Express truck, fully committed, just as fast as I could go, and that is not the case for the cup car. I will be at a reduced pace, and I'll work up to it. Um, now, part of that is from my crash at, at California, and I've realized I can build throughout the weekend and still compete. I don't have to be fastest in practice, so... Um, I look forward to the day that I'm fastest in practice and driving at a reduced rate because that's going to be really good for us. All right, we're going to go to Steve. Post in the back. Ross, I kind of want to follow a little bit on Pete's question, but as far as the car goes, here at Darlington, the talk is this body is far more forgiving, so the Darlington stripe is there. Also, the talk is some of the suspension pieces are a little bit sensitive. Are you conscious of that? What's your expectation as to Darlington stripes, and, and, and how does that play out in your mind as, as, as we roll through this weekend? Well, for me, over the, the course of the weekend, the truck is more sensitive body-wise. It's a metal body. The right rear tail hangs way out to the right. So any, any real contact is just a, a day-ender in the truck series, in my opinion. So the cup car, I feel like I have a larger window to touch the wall, but like you said, the suspension parts are just, I mean, they're 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 rigid, so when they bend, and, and with this rear suspension, it doesn't move like with the truck arms and the track bars in the old car and the Xfinity and trucks. When you hit, it would it had room to move, and it would go back to its original spot. The independent rear suspension just doesn't doesn't work like that. So, um, yeah, I I don't I don't want a Darlington stripe in any car, <laughs> let alone the the new car. So. All right, we'll come back up to Mike. 
for for most of NASCAR history, the idea that a driver could be helped by a self-help kind of book wouldn't even be on the landscape. Obviously, it's been positive for you. Have you shared that with other people, or what's been the response to to that for you? I have. I've talked about it openly, and it's yeah. It's even for me. It's it was scary initially to talk about, but I I realized through it that like Tre- Trevor's like walk in the the later years of his life was to help people and he helped football programs across the country and and pro pro athletes but he also was this these books were to help the common person which is where i am and yeah members of my family ordered it and and actually this the latest one getting the neutral um one of patrick my tire guy his um he they him and his girlfriend got it for me so they gave it to me um, as a gift just recently because I hadn't ordered it yet. So, yeah, I, I'll talk about it with anybody, and I think if you just do a quick Google search and see kind of what, what he's done and what people say about him and read some of the first, just the first couple pages of the book, it's just, even if you listen to it on audio, it's how I did it the first time. I'm like, oh, let me, let me listen to this thing. I'll just take the easy way. And then I was like, oh, i gotta I got to actually read these words and try to get them to stick, and that was a year and a half ago. So, um or last year, I guess, early last year. So, I, um, yeah, it's it's not easy to talk about when you when you struggle with stuff mentally because if anybody tells me they struggle with something mentally, I I truly can't comprehend what they mean unless I struggle with the same thing. So, as humans, and we don't really, I don't understand my my own brain, let alone yours, Mike. So, um, it's just something that's helped me. And if it helps somebody else, great. If it doesn't. There's other stuff out there if you think you need the help, and um, yeah, it's just controlling some of the the split second, quick, in the moment, heat of the action decisions. This is something that's helped me. All right, we're gonna go to Kelly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Ross, do you look at your numbers? Like, do you look at your finishes this year and just take in the fact that? Yeah. Okay, so since Vegas, if you take out Richmond and Bristol, you haven't been outside the top five. That's wild, right? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I look at it. I can't believe it. Okay, and so given that, when you go to these races week after week, obviously you've spoken before. Your confidence is high. The team's, everything's working at Trackhouse. But for you, when you're going to these races, do you even worry about what racetrack you're going to in the sense of what you've done in the past, or does it not apply anymore? Given new team, new car, you just don't get in your head about what you have done before at that racetrack. I may be in, I may be a little a little this might sound a little odd but I don't think that there is a more nervous driver driving from Charlotte to Darlington today than me. Like I am nervous to drive on the track tomorrow in the car because I know how out of control they are. I know how quick they are to wreck. I know what the penalty is if we do wreck trying to get another car ready. So I really believe that like I will roll out there and practice and be at a very reduced rate, and my percentage of close to a hundred maybe everybody's is different, uh, but for my scale, I'll be scaled down x amount like x percent so um yeah, I do I look at i yeah, I mean I am fully prepping and grinding just like I was coming here in in jay's in Jay Robinson's premium motorsports car for my first cup races um I mean, I just remember. Like coming here, he's like, "We're gonna we're gonna have sticker tires all night," and then I I bumped the wall on three and four, and and then again on the front stretch, and he after the race, like we didn't have to pit; it was just 
crinkled the fenders in a little bit, and he was like, you tore up the right side of my car. And I'm like, it's a Southern 500. Like, it was so hard to run 500 miles here and keep it straight, let alone just touch the wall a little bit. So um, all that comes back, all those those memories of, of the four car here and then getting the first shot in the 42. And um, as well as I feel like we've ran, the stats won't show it if you look at, you know, different cars. But uh, when we've had opportunities to compete and full, fully funded programs, I feel like we've done well. And I don't think there's a more nervous driver pulling into the track today. No, it's every week. Yeah, it's every week. It's every it's every week after California, after Auto Club. Yeah, going into Daytona and Auto Club, I was probably one of the more confident drivers, and then I quickly got humbled. So. All right, Ross. Thank you for your time. We wish you the best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Just as they got quiet. So. <laughs> thank y'all. All right, Kyle. Ross Chastain, man. Uh, He's on fire. Two wins. You know, Kyle, Chevrolet has won seven of the last 11 races. So, Toyota and Ford's got a lot of catching up, but you don't have, but what, I think six Toyotas in the field. So, they've got, uh, they got, they got their hands full for this weekend. And this is a track that Denny Hamlin won last year, Kyle, at the, uh, Labor Day race. Toyota swept both races last year, and, uh, you know, Denny won at Richmond a, a few weeks ago, and, you know, Kyle Busch won the Bristol Dirt Race. So, uh, yeah, Christopher Bell and Martin Truex Jr. have yet to find victory lane yet this year, but uh, especially when you're, you know, you're the defending race winner like Martin Truex Jr. is and coming into this weekend's race, um, not bad with the odds, but, uh, you know, um, just things uh, going on and, uh, you know, uh, with Martin Truex Jr., I know that, you know, being the defending race winner, dominating, and uh, just doing things that, you know, he has to do. So we'll see how practice goes today and uh, qualifying, and uh, we'll just go from there. So we got a 1.30 start today with the Xfinity Series. Uh, how do you – I have not looked to see who went home. I mean, do you know if, who did not make the field, or was it – well, Rowdy, uh, well, I kind of talked about it earlier, but uh, it was uh, Brett and Poole and Chase Elliott. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, with, yeah, you did. Uh, I guess Kyle, with the, I'm sorry. With, with the rule, I guess with the rules now, um, I, I don't know what it, how it works, but I know that usually past champions got into the race. There was a rainout with the points, but I guess that changed. And, uh, you know, uh, just announced that deal with uh, – with uh, Junior Motorsports did with the 300 drivers. Uh, Chase Elliott was scheduled to run the Darlington race, but uh, Mother Nature had other plans for that. So, uh, yeah, um, that was a big story, I thought, was Chase Elliott not making the race. Um, just, you know, just a points deal. Nothing new in NASCAR. This has been going on forever. Um, you know, having big names miss a race, you know, in a lower series, it's nothing, nothing, nothing to, you know, really pinpoint, but... Um, definitely, uh, you know, takes out another fast car who, you know, with, with Chase Elliott, you know, not really in many cup guys running the Xfinity race today. Uh, Tyler Reddick can be driving for a uh, big machine racing in the 48, uh, this week and also a Texas. So, uh, you know, I guess they're going to re, they're re reevaluating their program. 
Um, having Tyler Reddick in the car, I know Tyler runs good to Darlington. That's kind of his type of racetrack. So we'll see how he does today. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought, you know, Mother Nature doing that with Chase Elliott. Um, really, um, you know, a big name missing the field, you know, a really, you know, potential race-winning car um, not going to be in the field today. That that fifth car will still be in action in a few more races this year, two with William Byron, two with Kyle Larson. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy. Um, tough break for, for Mike Harmon Racing with Brennan Poole. Um, I know he ran the truck race last night uh, with, with G2, G2G Racing. Um, I know he ran it last night, and I'm um, unfortunately just uh, – didn't have enough points to make the Xfinity race. So, uh, 38 cars starting. 38 cars starting, and then, uh, you know, with that. So, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an interesting Xfinity race today, and uh, we'll just see how, you know, who's the winner after 200 miles. Well, Kyle, too, uh, his own part owner is uh, Tim Bain. Uh, out of Florida. So uh, I got to talk to Tim a few minutes yesterday, and uh, we're going to have Tim on in, in a couple of weeks talking about the truck series and being an owner. So I'm looking forward to having T- Tim on. Uh, I'm telling you, Kyle, it was, uh, it was, it was good in victory lane. Uh, the moon was out. It was a beautiful evening. I'm telling you, if you want to see a race, if you're not able to get here, make sure you watch it on TV. But load up and come tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be the race. Uh, I'm I'm sitting right here in turn one at the media center, and they they rock it through here, Kyle. I believe it, Rowdy. Um, you know, hopefully they get a good crowd. I know Dover had a good crowd Sunday until the rains came, but. Uh... Hopefully we get a good crowd for for Sunday's race. Um, you know the crowd didn't look that bad either last night for the truck race. So no, I, um, I know they were showing it on TV for, last night. Hey, there was a nice crowd here. For, I mean, prior to the, to that, it come one heck of a rainstorm. I mean, there was some big black dark clouds flew over here fast, and I mentioned it earlier. I've never seen the and the jet dryers in, in such full force. And, you know, we used to be friends with Jet Dryer Dan, who's done left here and passed on and uh, a couple years ago before COVID. Really good guy to see. We always seen him at the Snowball Derby. They would bring him down to help him and them. And i like to wish Tim Bryan a happy birthday. It was yesterday, Kyle. Uh, but Dark Menard's E-Series will be today at Nashville, another great race, Kyle. If you've never been to the fairgrounds, Speedway of Nashville, and you want to take your kids to a nostalgia race with a throwback itself, and that's Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, you know, you got the likes of Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, Daryl Walter, all racing there. And, you know, Kyle, every time we bring somebody on, it's even Stephanie Moyer, that little bump over in turn two. And the best answer, Kyle, that I've ever got out of that was Chandler Smith. And Chandler goes, you know, I use that bump to my advantage. And nobody else has said that, Kyle. I believe it, Rowdy. Uh, you know, the ARC East Series is going to be down there tonight with the, uh, the, I think it's the Southern Super Series as well, the North-South race. It is. So, um, 
really looking forward to it. And uh, I know Chandler's running tonight, um, you know, with the truck race now over with. And, uh, really, you know, it should be a good one. You know, 17 cars entered for the, the 200 lap race for the ARCA E-Series. So, uh, you know, Jake Finch, I know we had him on Monday. He'll be racing. Uh, Stephanie Moyer down there. And, um, yeah, I, I, something else I wanted to say about Stephanie was I, I, I thought that was her second trip at Dover. It was actually her first trip at Dover um, last week. So, uh, we had, yeah. you know, we had a good week with guests, and, uh, you know, uh, it was good to uh, good you're at Darlington. Um, you know, we need we need to get we need we need the coverage. Um, good to be at the Lady in Black. You know, uh, you know we got to You know, this is a crucial part of the schedule coming up. You know, we got Kansas next week, uh, Texas, the the Coca Cola 600, and then you're going to be at Gateway. So, um, you know, this is a really crucial time of the year, and um, really busy too. So, a lot going on. A lot going on. Well, Kyle, what you got to take us out of here in the, this evening, this morning, rather? It's always evening when we talk. We very seldom ever talk morning. Rowdy, I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, those throw, some, I like those throwbacks last night in the truck race. I like the Hattori racing ones uh, with uh, Tyler Anker running a Mike Skinner throwback and also uh, Chase Purdy running. I think it was a Daryl Walter throwback. Um, in 2005 when, when Daryl drove the 12 truck. So uh, that was cool to see. Uh, Todd Bodine, good to see him back. Um, finished ninth last night in the truck race. Strong run for that team uh, for Halmar Friesen Racing. Uh, looking forward to the Xfinity race today. Um, you know, I know we got cut practice and qualifying beforehand, but uh, we'll see, we'll see who, who can conquer the lady in black. On the Xfinity Series side, Justin Allgaier is a defending race winner. And uh, just hope the weather cooperates. You know, it's definitely better than it is here. So um, we'll have to see what happens, and hopefully maybe we'll squeeze another show in later. We'll see. Well, Kyle, man, I appreciate you being part of it this morning. Glad you got up because I know you worked yesterday. But I'm here. I'm going to go in and uh, catch some of these press conferences that they're having. The drivers are coming in. And, hey, we'll start this live coverage. It's on right now. Hey, if you're not subscribed to my TikTok, there's some pretty nice videos from the truck race yesterday. Go and follow and subscribe. I've downloaded some YouTube stuff. Hey, to make this successful, i got to have subscribers and followers. Kyle, I mean, we've hollered this for a year, and I'm, you know, I'm almost at 10,000 on my TikTok. I'm right at 700 on my YouTube. So hit that subscribe button and give us a try. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, tonight that light will be shining here in the infield of Darlington. So look me up. Let's talk. Let's grab a picture. Thanks, Rowdy. Thank you, Kyle.